0: Welcome to a book Cup Wonderland. We are live, Carl. Uh, My name is Chris. I am your host for this evening. And in true ABW format, the intro was completely scuffed. Uh, Right. We've got plenty to discuss this evening. So I shall waste no time at all and introduce the fine fellows I have with me. I've already kind of semi-introduced Carl, but he kind of almost introduced himself there. Uh, How are you doing, big man?
1: um i'm okay my mum is not as i said earlier today dear listeners and watchers today is my mother's birthday so happy birthday mum! um chris you know, told me buddy. that if i don't leave my mum's birthday meal and come and do the podcast he's going to kick me out of abw and then I tell everyone him. that i'm starting a rival um ian wright Wonderland podcast now clearly um I'm not going to, but the rumours and viciousness, and because Chris said he's going to pay for a tick on Twitter, it's going to be official, obviously. So I had to leave my mother's birthday meal. So my mum said that Chris is not invited to Christmas dinner.
0: Wow.
2: She's
1: angry. Everything
0: Carl's just said is a complete lie. So I just want to put that out there right now. I actually told Carl he could have a night off and spend it with his delightful mother, um, but he... He messaged me back and said he can't stand to be in his mum's presence for more than five minutes and he wanted to do a podcast so I was like that's fine mate no problem so you know
1: Danny just saying, Danny, where's just, can just I, saying... HR's number please uh, it's Mr Fife.
2: good luck getting hold of him oh no, it's Dom yeah. I was going to say good luck with that one uh, <laughs> so is he Dom. Dom's still alive wow.
0: he still chats to us every, every once Changed in a his while his number old... Did, Peru, didn't bother yeah, let yeah. me
2: know I'm good at hints well it's because it's
0: you I got his new number just saying Anyway, yeah. Danny, you're here. You kind of have to be because, I mean, there's not many of us left. I mean, Ellis is like moving house. Josh is, oh, hashtag know, Ellis. is some kind of fashion parade or. Yeah, exactly. Um, John, I don't know what John's doing this week, actually. I know he said he was busy, so
2: who knows? Josh, he doesn't know how. Um, Josh doesn't even tell us what he's doing anymore, does he? He just says no.
1: That's because no, he's, he's, he's a man of the he's, moonlighting. He's... he's moonlighting today. You've not seen us yeah. another podcast. What's he? Is he? Yeah. Oh, really? So, oh, for, oh, oh, yeah, he's he's okay. moonlighting. He's on well, a different podcast today. He's. I saw a tweet from him, and I thought, you bastard, you couldn't come to ABW, but um, you're on a different podcast. What is he doing today? I saw a tweet from him.
0: Yeah, what uh, it uh, he's been oh, Brian, uh, oh, podcast is Sophie in immediately? He's
1: on Avenue Roadcastle podcast
2: today oh that that's not even what i've heard of is that on your list daddy uh i think it is well, I've a uh,
1: class, i should say
2: i think that is remember michael price he used to do um you are my arsenal i think that's him and drew oh yeah and yeah. Uh, who was the blogger that we had him. doing stuff with us Ah, um, that blogger um oh anyway anyway <laughs> he's, he's there as well I asked him if he'd want well, to come and do one on here and he said uh go away. he's big time now.
0: But quite happy to take our our, our sort of frontline stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I Maybe mean Josh supports work, Brighton yeah. anyway, fuck him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not even a real fan, so whatever. Wow. Um, right, that's the intros out of the way, if you can <laughs> call that an intro. <laughs> it sort of was. So, uh, we are gonna it'll be it'll probably be a fairly short show like last week because we've only got the one game to talk about. And straight off the bat, let's just say we know there's a game going on in 20 minutes, but nobody can watch it, so allegedly it doesn't happen. So, if we win, then it sort of happened and we'll find out later. If we lose, it just never happened. So, that's the
2: contempt they have for the fans. Well, we I mean, just-
1: it's Touch on that because I think that, like Danny is saying, I think that is mad. Like for that game not to be anywhere, like even a dodgy stream or even Arsenal to show it, they ch- even they charge fans like a fiver to watch it, but like, for it to be nowhere on TV, that's crazy. Hmm. hmm.
0: I don't know who's got the rights to the League Cup anymore.
1: I don't know. It I'll used to to be watching it. I'll be watching and
0: it. And it was ITV. Well, well, you can keep us across it. We've got we've got Agent Femi in the ground who's going to send us updates. But um, He's live streaming. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> live streaming, yeah. Yeah, get thrown out for that. But I, I, I don't know. All, all I would say is um, I don't really care. D- does anybody... Re- do we really care?
1: Be I, I, don't really that don't, that I don't I know it's starting, like sacrilege. It? Is he? What? I yeah, team I found losers. that a bit.
0: I mean, it's... Yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly strong team. Um, Cedric's in there holding Saliba, El Nene, Sambi, Nketiah, Marquinhos, Vieira. Who am I missing out? Tierney, I think. Um, it's a pretty strong side. And the bench is full of the regulars. So there you go. Carl Heinz. Um, I think Hine is Watts. And Heine is only starting because Matt Turner's got an injury, isn't he? Um, no, Matt's on, on the bench. The bench. Oh, yeah. oh, he's on the bench. Is he
1: yeah, is. I thought that was a bit
0: odd. Oh, yeah, but he's only just come back. He has been injured, hasn't he? So maybe they don't want to risk him at yeah. of the World Cup, which yeah. would make sense, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, and Reese Nelson, that's the other name I've left out there. So, yeah, it's a fairly strong side. But interestingly, I think Brighton's is fairly strong as well. Brighton's uh, is very strong, just looking boy Yeah, that's the boy from Chelsea, isn't it? Levi Colwell, Lampy's decent. They've changed the goalkeeper, obviously. Uh, I've never heard Paul's of n
1: Sorry, March is playing. So that's a... Yeah, and again,
0: pretty... Strong bench as well, on there as well. So, basically, if you've come here for live reaction, you might get it if we find out some scores, but ultimately, we probably won't talk about that game much at all because we'll be off air by the time it finishes. So, ah. Mm. anyway, let's go back to Sunday and um, talk about this game. Now, I know for a fact, Carl, that you're not a big fan of Chelsea. I mean, I know naturally you hate Spurs like all of us the most but I think Chelsea is one of that one of those uh, teams that you hate with a passion so it must have been rather nice for you to just sit back and watch us basically outplay them on their own pitch wasn't it I mean a one nil one nil result but we it, you know that like meme where you've got somebody really tall holding a child's head like at arm's length it felt like that you know and, uh, and barring a couple of excellent blocks from Tiago Silva and yeah, I think Gabriel Jesus on another day puts that header home. It would have been more emphatic, but a win is a win. And that's three in a row at Stamford Bridge. I think I'm right in saying what was your kind of overall emotions on the day? How would you feel about it all?
1: Weirdly, when we play anyone in the top six, I get nervous, you know, like because nobody really wants to. <sighs> There's always an area of nervousness, Man United, Liverpool, Man City. This is one of the games where I genuinely wasn't nervous and I don't know if that was because of how badly Chelsea were or are or how good we were like from the kickoff from the first minute I wasn't like oh shit now I'm really nervous about this game now I don't know what could what way this could go I was really really calm and I know people are talking about you know the whole Aubameyang factor which I think we'll talk a bit later about but I wasn't worried. And the fact that we controlled the whole game, that game was very comfortable for us. Like, it was almost like we were playing, I said, Nottingham Forest. Like, it was so comfortable. You're right what you said, Chris. On a different day, we're putting three, four past them. They had a a few excellent blocks. And I think our f- passed in the final third were a bit wayward, have f- be very honest. So I think that's something we've got to work on. But... um To go away to Stamford Bridge to a team that's spent billions in the past decade um, and I think almost 200 million this season, and for us to control the game as we did, to nullify their players, to nullify their starting striker, um, to make their defenders that push as far back as they did, we were brilliant. It was Thomas Partey had a field day because. He had no pressure on the ball whatsoever, which I found really, really strange. Like how you know Thomas Partey's strengths, and you know for a fact that he, um, you give him time and space, he will spray passes there front and centre. And Chelsea didn't think to put a man on him, which is either tactically stupid of uh, their manager, or they just couldn't handle us. And I think that in this game, you saw how good we can be. Like, in certain games, you see the best of Arsenal and the worst of Arsenal. Like I think when we played Southampton, that's probably like the worst of Arsenal. When we played Leeds because we were tired, and I think this game you saw the best of Arsenal—just how good we can be.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. And Danny, um, Carl's kind of read my mind a bit by talking about a couple of individual performances there. Thomas Partey is—is is, he's one of those players that I think he's he's really found the groove hasn't he in, in recent weeks in particular like he's dominating that central midfield area I think they highlighted it on a couple of channels I watched highlights of afterwards his partnership with Jacker is is really important but his individual ability to kind of read the play and know where to be it doesn't feel like he's a defensive midfielder it just feels like to me like he's just an all-round midfielder he's not by nature he's not defensive quote-unquote but seems to be in the right positions at the right times and once again you know in a midfield of Chelsea's that was you know but it's it's a game that you would you would think would be a tough challenge I just thought he he absolutely breezed through this game but his his form is is so key isn't it with this run that we're on because he's just been he's been a bit of a monster in that midfield area
2: yeah, I went on the um, the, the Twitter spaces that Carl um, and Femi do after the game and uh, I was saying on there that uh, I think about the 19th minute, he got the ball, gave it to someone else. He got it back, give it to someone else. He got it back, give it to someone else. And this went on mm-hmm. for about a good 30, 40 seconds and they did not know what to do. And it reminded me a little bit when um, Emery took over at Arsenal. Remember the whole Petacek playing out from the back thing? We're doing that to every team now. They they can't. They don't know what to do because we're on them. I was uh, I was looking at what the Gagan press meant, and I, I did know what it was, but I didn't know that those two things were the same thing. But the amount of pressure that we put on teams when they're trying to break out from the back, uh, they don't know what to do. We're passing around them, and, and when when you're going to, to Stamford Bridge against allegedly one of the best teams in the Premier League, and we're making them look silly. Young had six touches the entire game. Uh, El Nen was it? Who, who came on for us in the in the dying minutes? It was, um, I think it was El Nen. He came on in the eighty seventh minute and had more touches in in the last three minutes of the game than than Young had <laughs> in the sixty four minutes that he was on the pitch for. I and mean, that just says it all, doesn't it? You gotta love that, haven't you? And yeah, yeah. Look at this stat. This is a a quote from someone It says, Arsenal are the only team to have scored in every Premier League game so far this season, while also having the joint most clean sheets and joint fewest goals conceded. What it's a time not bad, alive. Is it? It's not bad, it's, is it? I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's that it's that midfield area. Um, let me sort of ask you, Carl, about you've sort of given the praise to, to Thomas Parsley, but um, Granite Xhaka has been um, dare I say fucking excellent uh, if, if you know you know um, he, he's it. yeah he's uh, he's just got a new lease of life hasn't he I don't know what it is to me it's it's not that We that we've been over the whole rehabilitation with the fans and the fact that he's you know he's gone full circle and he's almost a fan favourite now if not is a fan favourite but I think it goes deeper than that I feel like this is a player who's He's almost reinvented his game, hasn't he? He hasn't he hasn't just hit a patch of form. He looks a different player. You know, he he's still quite happy to start a scrap in the last minutes, but it was with the intention of wasting time. I think Chelsea lost two to three minutes of that that stoppage time because of that. But he was very controlled. He still gets booked, you know, he still puts in the odd challenge that you sort of go, Oh God. But he's just his overall game, he does look a different player. And and arguably Is is proving a lot of people wrong, including myself, when I sort of said that I felt we could do better. He's he's just just a new player, isn't he? And and he's got that confidence about him, that dare I say swagger of a man who's going to a World Cup and is in banging form.
1: Impressed you overall this season? I think he's got a new lease of life. I think when he first came to Arsenal, he was Mm. seen as a quote unquote defensive midfielder, and he's to put it so, his tackling wasn't the best um, Let's to say that. And you're right, he had... And then I think he came in with a reputation that he had a hot head. So then referees played on it and he got some very unnecessary red cards. Some deserved, I'll be honest, but some unnecessary. And you're right, he's reinvented himself. I think the fact that he can play higher up the pitch and he almost is a box-to-box midfielder because whereas... You know, he does come back and help out with the defensive side. He's also some the highest midfielder up the pitch. Like, sometimes you see him in front of Martin Odegaard. So, that is brilliant. He Obviously, Arteta has said, you know what, don't worry about the defensive side. I want you to play. And obviously, he does that. He's got a great relationship with Martinelli on the left. Um, and I think... Why he also doesn't have to worry about the defensive side is that when Zinchenko's in there, Zinchenko is also, you could almost say, an auxiliary centre midfielder. So then he knows that if he loses the ball, there's someone behind him as well. So he's not having to run back and make them last-ditch silly challenges that will get him into trouble, which I think is now brilliant. And I think what happens is now, all teams seem to think that he's a defensive midfielder. I don't expect... Um, Granit Xhaka to be as high up the pitch as he is. So when he is there, people are like, oh, shit, what are you doing there? Like, I can't believe it. And then he just goes on and obviously has a shot, passes the ball, does what he needs to do. So for me, like you said, Dak, like you, Chris, he has um, changed my mind completely because I was a Granite Xhaka out, I thought, um, two seasons ago. You know, I just wanted him out because I didn't see what he did. You know, he didn't really bring anything... To Arsenal, he was in the squad always, but like, what did he do apart from just get a booked and get sent off? And obviously, Arteta sat mm. down with him, seen his game, and the coaches around Arsenal as well, and he's totally changed. So you know, credit where credit is due. He's now playing excellently, and long may he continue.
0: Yeah, yeah, strikes me as a first pick for Arteta now. And and um, one thing that I think even when likes of Lacazette were were being heralded as being dressing room leaders. I think Jacker has always had that. He's always had that captain without the armband, even when <laughs> he had the armband and and all that was going on. He's very much the vocal leader in the team, isn't he, now? Probably him and Ramsdale, I think, are the two that stand out in that regard. So all power to him. Um, Danny, uh, this question's been asked on 100 different podcasts, so I'm going to make it 101, because why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Jesus... I mean, should should we be worried that that he isn't finding the net? I've said for weeks I could not give a toss if he doesn't score again for the rest of the season if he carries on playing as well as he is because his his ability to draw players out of position that something else I love about him is is that his his work rate and his awareness of work rate like he doesn't just charge around the pitch like a headless chicken. If somebody steps out of defence, like was saying, like Zinchenko pushes into midfield, the first player chasing back is always Gabriel Jesus when it's required, and equally he's the first player to drift wide, which I will say makes it even more baffling that Mikel chooses to play him wide when Inketi's in the team. But that's probably for another day. But would you be worried that, for example, that header? You he didn't put that away, and there's another one that I think there was a really good save. Any concerns, or are you just quite happy that he's providing second assists and and everything that goes in between?
2: Well, normally when you've got a a recognised striker as your main striker, your big man, uh, as in big man, as in um, cost, wages, transfer fee, all that lot. If he doesn't score, genuinely. Generally, your team is in trouble. Look back at the Giroud; we should have won the league, but Giroud went that sixteen-game league games without scoring a goal. Um, but Young, but he was he was the main man. He wasn't scoring. We were doing terrible. Um, Ian Wright back in the day, Alan Smith back in back in the day, and uh, even Thierry Henry, but a little bit less of him because we we got the same situation roughly now as we had in the in the Thierry Henry days. That if he doesn't score, everyone else around him scores. We've, got, we've had 15 different goal scorers this season. I looked this up before the show. And like you are saying, it doesn't matter if he doesn't score goals because he's getting assists and he's he his ability to run around, although I don't like how deep that he goes. To, he reminds me of Sanchez when he goes so deep to go and get the ball. But it doesn't matter. We're top of the league. We're, we're one of the top apart of Man City. We're never going to catch them on goals. We're playing magnificent football. Everyone is having to eat their words when it comes to our um, Teta as a manager and all these other things like that and it doesn't matter it the only time it will matter mm. is if we're not scoring any goals at all remember last season we had Smith Rowe come off the bench and, and save us a few times and we had Saka scoring then after that no one was really scoring and we we're going well we're in a lot of trouble here and then Eddie Eddie did a couple of games against goals against Chelsea and a couple against um, against Leeds uh, in that situation if no one is scoring then it's a problem but if it, if it ain't broke, I mean, we're top of the league. We're running away with it. We're um, we're looking at odds on to be second, at least second place in the league this season, which is why this podcast is called It Has To Be Back On. Because it has to be, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to ask that question later on, but maybe I
0: could just chuck it in now. I'll ask you both. Uh, well, I'll start with you, Danny. I mean, if we don't – I wouldn't say if we don't win the league. That's ridiculous. But if we don't finish in, I would say, the top three – now would that be deemed as a failure is, is the wrong word here but it would, would it would be disappointing wouldn't it to to be I, th- I think somebody was saying that you needed something like i don't know is it 60 points from the second half of the season to secure I something like that but um we're, we've got to be on track for being the closest team to man city mm. and realistically if we don't finish in the top three You'd probably look back at the season and go, "Oh, it'd be quite a spectacular fallout, wouldn't it?" So, w- would you class top three as as an ultimate aim, or are you still considering looking higher?
2: that uh, top four, we have to get, preferably top three. But at the moment, we're on thirty four points. We're already eight points ahead of Spurs with a game in hand. Eight points ahead of Spurs. We're eleven points ahead of Man United, and we're uh, we've almost doubled the number of points Liverpool have got. They've got nineteen. We've got thirty four. So to be halfway through we've got 6 games to go before we're halfway through the season and we're on 34 points already. Uh I'm not mm. worried about it at all. Uh, it's it's definitely going to happen especially if we strengthen in in the in the transfer window because I'm not sure how much longer we can get a uh, party and Jacka to be the dream team in midfield. So knowing our luck something's going to going to go wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, we got Super Mo back of course, but um... oh. Yeah, Carl. Um, the same question to you before I ask you another one. But would you? Are you aiming at? Are you sort of saying top three is a, is a minimum, or are you still happy with top four? Or are you? Do you have any concerns that we can't keep this run going to secure
1: that top four place? I just think top four has to be the minimum. Even if we end up fourth, the goal was always to end up back in the Champions League. Goal that that was a goal last year. That's the goal this year. Nothing has changed, I it matter? I think.
0: Does it matter, by the way, if we finish fourth, third, or in terms of qualifying rounds? Is that still no, a thing? No, because
1: there is no more qualifying rounds, is there? Because uh, we ended okay. full remember Spurs went straight in this year.
0: Yeah, good point. Uh, they okay. didn't qualify. Right.
1: So for me, I don't care. And I, what will make me laugh is if for some unknown reason we end up fourth, you you'd have rival fans saying, ah, oh, you thought you was going to win the league. No, we didn't. There is not a fan right now, an Arsenal fan, who really believes that we're gonna win the league. We know we're not. And we are mm. happy with fourth. You have to remember that we've been eighth, fifth, well, eighth, 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 fifth, fifth. Fourth is the goal. Like you can't I think you've got to do baby steps and yeah, we spent money and we brought team we bought players in. But we've been at the Champions League for what, six years now, is it? I wanna say. Mm.
0: Yeah, we yeah, meet, might that be is more. The,
1: yeah. the goal is to get back into the Champions League. We have to do that. And I think if we do that, then that's our aim. And then we can build from there. Um, would I be a little bit disappointed? Yeah. Considering the start that we had, I would still be a little bit disappointed that we didn't finish higher up the, the table. But if we get into the Champions League, I'll be very happy. Um, like Danny said, I think that we have to... We have to... Um, Strengthening January because, you know, we're always one game away from a Thomas Partey injury. He can't play every single game. He just, he he literally just can't. Um, Granite Xhaka as well can't play every single game. Saka can't play every single game. Martinelli can't play every single game. And yeah, I totally understand, you know, El Nene's coming back. Smith Rowe hopefully should be back after the World Cup. Um, So we are getting some of our injured players back. I think this league run that we're going on is brilliant and we're just going to enjoy it. I don't think any Arsenal fan really thinks that we're going to win the league, but if we can challenge, that puts us in good stead because when we do have that Champions League money and Champions League status, we will get different brand of players who will be more Mm. willing to come to us and we can pay a little bit more for them.
0: Yeah, and more importantly, keep the ones we've got as well i Mm. think that's massive because there's what three or four players that we're looking at new deals for that you know we really could do with keeping keeping hold of um actually look about harland tough yeah imagine i mean he he does like an injury doesn't he as well so you never know and by the way that penalty they got was an absolute joke at the weekend by the way that
1: was never a penalty never
0: no de bruyne is a wonderful footballer but he's also a cheat um yeah, that yeah, that question from from Steve is an interesting one because I don't know. Thanks, Cap. I don't know what the circumstance is if uh, an English team wins the Europa. Um, I presume it just extends the place. I guess. I, well, I guess sort you of you what, can't what, have
2: five in the Champions League.
0: No, but I guess what he's what he or she sorry is um is alluding to is say say Man United won the Europa League, um, and they're already in it and they finished outside the top four, do we lose a place because they have to go into it or not? Um, Boy, Dio's actually just come in. Europa League winner is an addition. So if we have a UCL English English winner, neither of them will be in the top four. We have at least six. Okay, yeah, so they do just extend it down down the Champions League then. so And, it, and to be honest, it's irrelevant because Arsenal win in the Premier League and Europa League and the FA Cup and the League Cup, so it doesn't yep. really matter anyway. Obviously. So. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, goes without saying. Um, Carl, just sticking with you for a minute. Uh, the French national squad has just been announced and William Saliba is in it, which I don't think is a big surprise to anybody, really, but good news for him. And I've got a sneaking suspicion he might even force his way into that team. If he doesn't, it's a bit of a travesty, but we shall see. Who's the current he... two centre-backs for the French? Varane and Kimpembe, who has not... Oh, Raphael Varane of Man United. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But but to be fair to Varane, I mean, he hasn't always been brilliant for United. He has been, France's consistently their best defender for a number of years. Um, but don't forget, although he is fit to go, he hasn't played for a few weeks since that injury at Chelsea. So there's no guarantee he'll be, um, you know, he'll be fit to start. And let's also not forget Saliba came to Arsenal as a guy who was coming in to fight for his place. It wasn't like he came in, you know, I don't think any of us all expected him to just walk straight into the side and stay there as he has done and as he is tonight in, in the starting lineup every week. But um his partnership with, with Gabriel, Gabriel, of course, getting the winning goal um at the weekend as well. There is indeed the French squad. Um it's a it's a big it's a big summer, isn't it, for for our players. And we'll we'll start with Gabriel, we'll probably go through a couple of others in a minute, but uh, with Saliba, sorry. But once again, he was just monstrous at the weekend, wasn't he? Just he's just such a cultured defender. Had a bamiang in his pocket. Anything that was thrown at him, no issue whatsoever. He's he's one we really we really need to build around, isn't he? He's one we need to sell the dream to and keep hold of because that
1: partnership him and
0: Gabriel is just so good.
1: I think signing Saliba to a long term contract is probably more important than bringing in a player because to what we want to do, he's so integral. Like he's. He's just so good. (laughs) And it's, yeah, like every defender, he has his moments and he wobbles a little bit. Um, But on the whole, he's just so good at what he does. And I think the the partnership between him and um, Gabriel and also Ben White as well, like, it's just so good. And the fact that he's so young as well, you just think what level he can go to. Mm -hmm. So he's what, 20, is he 21? Is he? 21, yeah. So imagine when he reaches his prime at 26, 27, he's literally just going to be, yeah, Maldini, Ferdinand, like, Vidic, Campbell, Adams, rolled into one. Like, because he's that... (laughs) No pressure. Yeah, no, but he is. And, like, I think signing into a new deal is, I think it's imperative. And obviously, I think now he's in the World Cup, And he's obviously very happy. Now's the time to say, look, the performances that you for Arsenal, that's what got you there. Come on, sign it. Um, And hopefully he he will do. I think the only, I think the only thing I want to see is after the world cup, does he still have the same performances? Because Mm. obviously, you know, some players will be playing out of their skin because they want to get into their country's respective world cup squads. Now that's done and dusted. Have you still got the same desire, have you still got the same like um drive to do, perform well? And I'm not saying he's not going to do that because there's no indication that he isn't going to do that. But i would just be interested to see all players to see if they still played exactly the same.
0: Mm.
2: And
1: I think
0: from a perspective of somebody who, who supports France, um, I think it's fair to say that most people who who are a labeler follower are slightly concerned about this World Cup. We're we're all fearing the worst. It just feels like a there's a lot of big big names and not in that squad. We know Kante hasn't made it. Pogba hasn't made it either. There's a there is a bit of a concern. I think it's fair to say from all of us that suggests that maybe you know France might not go deep into this tournament. We might be wrong, and we'll see how that affects you know Saliba coming back. But I think at his age, it's very different to someone like like a Messi or a Ronaldo. It's, it's not his last World Cup. You know he should play arguably two three more World Cups he's not 22 until March next year his best years are ahead of him but when you look at that what France have got to play in that centre-back role the squad they've named Pavard and Kunde it looks like Deschamps is going to potentially use Koundé as a right-back again which I'm not particularly keen on the idea but the only other centre-backs that are in competition I think with Saliba if, if you assume Varane is a lock which I think he will be a fit realistically, you're you're looking at Lucas Hernandez, who has mostly played left-back, but Teo Hernandez should get that nod. Canate, who's barely played for Liverpool all season. And Upa Meccano, who's much improved this season, but had quite a wobble when he first joined Bayern Munich. So a lot of it will come down to training, but I would not be at all surprised to see um, that young man in, in the central midfield. And I tweeted about this earlier, not so much Arsenal-related. And I think we're probably going to have missed the boat in terms of looking for another midfielder but Yusuf Afan has made that squad he's absolutely tailor-made for Arsenal by the way uh, if if we were but I I fear that Monaco will probably um, be looking for quite a lot of money for him particularly if he has the sort of tournament that I suspect he might Danny just on the flip side of that though we saw we'll we'll talk about Ben White in a minute but speaking about some of the other players that go into the World Cup we knew Granite was going with Switzerland that's all fine. What about the the flip of the coin in that Gabriel Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus made the Brazilian squad, but Gabriel Magalhaes did not? Do you have any concerns over that for his his form? I'll be honest, I was quite surprised that he didn't when you look at the options that i mean they've taken what 63 year old danny danny alves i, I don't <laughs> understand i just don't like you know i get it he's a legend he is but he can barely run anymore so i can only assume he's gone as like a mascot or something but although he probably wasn't going to start tiago silva's what 38 now marquinhos is still at the peak of his powers but it's not like uh, it's not Brazil are not known for their defenders, and I just I feel like I feel like Gabriel's probably the most in form of the lot, and he's not going. Do you feel like that will be a, a massive, massive sort of dent in his confidence, or do you think he'll shake that off? And again, he's got many years ahead of him.
2: He's going to be a bit pissed off about it all because he's um, he, he's in form. He's defending. He's he's uh, he's got scoring goals. He's setting stuff up. He's in the best form of his life. And then he's going. Oh, hold on a second. These blokes have all been to loads of World Cups before, and why aren't why aren't I in it? That, that's not really fair. But I bet who does go to the World Cup, I bet one of those pensioners is going to get injured, and they've probably got a short list, and he's he's top of that short list because uh, that, that he's going to have to um, he's going to have to go because if they want to do anything, they can't rely on uh, Danny Alves. I mean, he come, went back to Barcelona recently, didn't he? And I think he's off again. Mm-hmm. But you can yeah, understand- he's at
0: Pumas, I think it is.
2: In Mexico, Mexico. I think Mm, think so. Uh, Last time I checked, yeah, you can understand um, them bringing um, the bloke at Chelsea whose name I forgot because he's just immense. Yeah, he's just, I mean, even at 38, he's a quality defender. He's a Brazilian Maldini, isn't he? And Mm. he'll just go on forever. But yeah, you gotta. I was thinking about this the other day whether he's going to be. going to affect his league form because we all know that he's, he's he's just had a baby and you don't get any sleep for the first few years as Ellis has found out. And (laughs) with, with the disappointment of being dropped from the Brazil team, when his club side, are top of the league, he's starting every game he's playing. Well, he's playing really, really well, not magnificently because sometimes he does do a few errors when, because he's been sleepwalking because of, (laughs) because of the lack of sleep, but he, 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 I would be a little bit concerned about him. Arteta would probably do the right thing and go up to him and go, "Look, you're still a young man. You've got three World Cups in you." Because I doubt very much Brazil are not going to qualify for the next few ones. So, yeah, but it's just it is a, it is a bit annoying. But it just shows you. I'm listening to the Nicholas Bentner book at the moment, which is a bit depressing. And uh, he says that he was exp- he went back to play in. He is uh, Bentner is Danish, and he went to play. Danish, in, yeah, yeah, and he went to play in. um not Norway, oh, whichever he club went, he, Rosenborg, I think he went back to
0: Rosenborg in Denmark. Yeah,
2: yeah. Ah, there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, and he said, uh, I went back there. I was playing really good football. I was top goal scorer the season before, and then the manager just dropped me. And he says that broke me. Mm-hmm. He said after that, yeah. I had no, I didn't want to play football anymore. But it's different ends of their careers. But it does show, even someone as experienced as Bentner how much that can affect him not going to the World Cup when he expected to, and even the other people, his mm. teammates, are going. Well, you should have gone, and even the old manager yeah. said you should have gone. But it can really affect a player, and it is. Um, well, we'll see in the, in the days coming up. But yeah, I think they've made a mistake there. The,
0: the the one that the one that surprises me just looking at that squad is is Bremer um, and. You know, Not not because he hasn't been good. He, he was very, very good for Torino in Serie A last year. I think he got in the team of the year in Serie A. Um, and he was very good. But since he's gone to Juventus, we all know that Juve have been having a bit of a time of it, to say the least. Uh, although, of course, they beat Inter at the weekend. Of course they did. But that's probably the one that surprised me slightly, just because I, f- I feel like, on form, I feel like Gabriel should go. But then you look at the squads, and we'll come on to England in, in a minute, some managers just have their favourites, don't they? And they just, no matter what, they're going to take them. Um, I think there's talk that, uh, was it, it was somebody in, in the Spanish squad, I'm sure, that Xavi was thinking about taking and I think some people are like, what? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's just a case of that, um, is it, te, is it te, uh, Chiche, isn't it, the Brazilian manager? Oh. Maybe he just prefers Bremer and that's the way it is. But uh, yeah, Gabriel doesn't strike me as a guy who will get down in the dumps. The one I was worried about was Martinelli, because I felt like that would have broken him. Um so I'm really glad that he's going, even if he won't be a starter. Um although if he'd have, if he hadn't have gone and, and Richard Fraud had have gone, I probably mm. would have thrown my desktop out the bloody window. Anyway, let's talk about England, if we must. Um Ben White, Carl, he's he, <laughs> he's a very likable bloke, but he's also an exceptionally good footballer. And I I feel like at the start of the season, we all sort of saw him at right-back and we went, really? Like, we knew he could probably play holding defensive midfielder. But the thing I really like about him at right-back is he's just got on with it, hasn't he? You know, he's essentially been taken out of centre-back where, don't forget, he was he played very well at centre-back last season. But Saliba came back and it's almost like Arteta went, oh, I, I kind of want to play both of you. And and he's he's not only out, out-shirted, uh, if that's even a phrase, Tomiyasu, who was injured, but he now, to me, feels like the automatic first choice at right back. He surely he's got to get in that England squad, hasn't he? Just for his versatility alone. But he's banging form, isn't he? Like everything he does, whether it's chipping the ball onto Martin Odegaard's Martin head as he did on Sunday, which amused me greatly, um, or his deadpan interviews. But that, all that aside, his footballing ability—he's he's a quality, quality player, isn't
1: he? Ben White is really so much underrated. Um... £50 million pounds is now looking like a steal for him, hmm. to be honest, because he's so versatile. Um should he go to the World Cup? Of course he should. Put it this way, if you it, <laughs> if you have Maguire in your squad, um there's no way Ben White. If you're looking on form, and I think that you should always pick a team on form because as the players that are playing well, Ben White should be starting probably with John Stones. At, uh, for England centre backs, both of them at the moment are playing at right back because John Stones is playing right back for Aston. Hear me, for Manchester mm-hmm. City at the moment. But those are the players in form. But we know that England won't. England will have Dyer and probably um, Maguire at centre back. And Dutchess says it all.
0: Not to lie uh,
1: For for me, like it's a joke. So <laughs> Ben White has to go to the World Cup and he has to start. But I've got a feeling that he will go to the World Cup, but he won't even kick a ball, which mm. for me would be so sad because Gareth Southgate has his favourites. Like, he's talking about bringing Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips has played 13, and that's one three minutes of football this season. Mm. And they're talking about bringing him into the England squad. That is an absolute joke. How can someone who's played 13 minutes of football be in the England squad? How can Maguire, who... Didn't kick a ball, didn't start a game for Manchester United until their last um, Europa League cup game. But he's looking to mm. be England's starting centre back. It's a, it's a joke, and this is why I, I have an affiliation with England because I do like them. Obviously, he's the country I live in, but um, I can't. <laughs> sometimes they kick themselves in the in the foot, and this is what they're doing now. So it is what it is with them. Like. Um, but Ben White has to be in that squad he has to be and he should start because he's just so informed at the moment he's got a great relationship with Granit with, him, with um, Saka which is another person who will definitely go to the World Cup so yeah mm-hmm. you're looking at it thinking yeah it's brilliant but you know Gareth Southgate's is going to pick who he picks and he probably will end up throwing some surprises in there and looking at it thinking what are you doing like James Madison James Madison mm. has to go to the World Cup, but I've got a yeah, feeling that he'll miss out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, he's and, and I know he divides opinion. Madison, I, you know, he can be a bit flashy, but on, on form, he's one of the best English talents in in, uh, in the Premier League right now. Um, it's okay, though, Carl. Come, come across, come to the dark side, mm-hmm. follow the French team. You'll be fine. We'll look after you. You know, experience success. Something England will never have. Before I get cancelled, let's move on (laughs) swiftly. Uh, um, I I wanted to, and I I appreciate, like, don't get us wrong, guys. We're as delighted as anybody that we beat Chelsea and, uh, you know, uh, love to sort of go into it in more more depth. But it was one of those games that, barring the goal and the fact we won the game, there wasn't a huge amount to talk about. uh, I suppose I would be remiss not to mention uh, that it is nothing personal. So that's. thing um and he as you rightly said earlier on Danny eight touches I mean he's he's finished isn't he let's be honest and uh, what well, I did think it was quite interesting how not really any of our players showed him any respect which I quite liked actually full of that funny. but the um it was yeah but the, the question I was going to ask you Danny is ahead of the World Cup and we'll probably do a bit more of a, a World Cup themed show next week because again we've only got the Wolves game to go uh, before next week's show but Ahead of that World Cup, do you sort of feel like, uh, do, do you feel like Arteta's got almost a bit of a, a tough job on his hands because he's going to have to pick up those players that come home early? And we are we are going to see a shock. I mean, all jokes aside, I wouldn't be massively surprised if England bounced out in the group stages. The way France's midfield looks at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if they did as well. So he is going to have to manage the players that go out there and go deep into the tournament and those that come back early. Do you think he's got, Quite a lot of work ahead of him in this downtime to plan for what happens when they come back because it does feel like a two season season within one season. This Premier League doesn't it? We mm. could come back and we could be hopelessly out of form. Liverpool could go on an eight game winning streak and we could end up fifth. You know, there's it, it, a lot of work for Arteta to do with the players that he keeps back and the, those that go to the World Cup. Is that anything? Is that concerning to you in any way or are you just going to deal with it when it happens?
2: Well, we've seen what wonders Arteta can work during a water break during a game. We can rearrange <laughs> the team. So, so if he can do that in two minutes, just imagine what he can do in 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 a month. It's going to be fine. Um, the, the players that will go, they are. Uh, I don't think many of them are going to go that far, other than possibly, like you were saying about France, that they, they might go a little bit further. But they have got the D- DMS missing and the talisman and in Pogba. And the I can see England struggling because I've got PTWD, post-traumatic Welsh disorder, so I can't even talk about those after <laughs> being abused for years and years, been told to shut up. So uh, I, I, those guys, I don't. England's group shouldn't be that hard. So, but again, Ramsdale isn't going to be number one. Ben White isn't going to be playing because um, Southgate is an idiot. So I kind of. <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter what I wish, because if, if my wishes come true, I, I, I'd be looking like Brad Pitt and I'd be at a fly. But the... God, I've said that. I forgot what I was going to say now. But I'd like to see England get knocked out in the ground. I'd, I'd like to see England muck it up, lose all their games and Southgate to get kicked out and get fired, and then be off to Man United as their next manager, because... <laughs> being English and watching these teams, we have had a couple of generations of amazing talented players, groups of brilliant players. And when you've got a fucked hard like Southgate in charge, or if he could, he'd play 11 right backs because he's a, he's a, he's a shit player. He was a shit manager at Middlesbrough and he's a shit manager for England. But because of the, the quality of the players that he has got, he managed to get to the final, but well, then fuck the final up because he's a moron. And I'd, I'd really love, I'd love it, I'd really love it to see England fuck up, get knocked out in the group stage, and um, the USA and Iran to go through to the next round, and, and I could, just to get rid of him because this, this current crop of brilliant England players and some of the older ones like like Sterling, who's, st- who's still got it, who's still a brilliant player, but they have been wasted with that dickhead in charge. Hmm.
0: But a. It is a tougher group than it looks on paper. I think. I do. I mean, Iran, no mugs. USA. It's it's almost like a derby, isn't it? For whatever reason, um, they'll raise their game, and and you know, Welsh is literally a derby, isn't it? So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I do think it will be pretty pretty tough. When is it? They announce their squad. Is it tomorrow? England squad.
2: I don't give a fuck about the World Cup. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah the they're it tomorrow. Yes, yeah, tomorrow. It is tomorrow isn't it?
0: Okay, okay. And I think of our squad, am I right in saying that only as it stands right now, I would say it's probably only Shaka and potentially Saka that are automatic first team picks that are going. Am I right? I can't think of any party. others. Oh Tommy Asu, if he's fit. And um who's the other one? Partey, Oh party. Party, of course with Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Um Norway didn't make it, Egypt didn't make it, did they? Or am I imagining no. that? They didn't. No. Uh so yeah, as you'd imagine Martinelli will be a reserve. I think even Jesus.
2: He's had an incident.
0: <laughs> Just pulled my mic out. I got so excited. Sorry. He's back in um, still I... that England talk. Yeah. You want to unplug I... yourself. <laughs> I got so excited. Um, yeah, I imagine Jesus is gonna be a, a reserve, I would have thought, because I, I think they're gonna start with Rashala fraud or some other mug. I can't even remember who. They, well, I, I, they might play Neymar as a, as a false nine. To be fair, a Portugal. So, yeah, because plays a lot
2: for Portugal, doesn't he? But I don't think he's. Isn't a he starter. under twenty ones? Oh, that's think it. That's where he scored all the goals for the under twenty ones. Yeah, I think he got seventeen. Yeah, so in, I don't think. In twenty odd.
0: Yeah, and and of course we'll be getting, um, uh, hopefully, getting uh, Smith Rowe back fit while everybody's away, so that'll yeah. be good. Um, but yeah, yeah I don't, good. I
2: can't, can't. Will Cedric go with Portugal?
0: No. There, there was clear. suggestions he might, there was suggestions he might, there wasn't there, I, I was reading about this somewhere, um, I think Portugal's just released tomorrow, and there was some suggestions he might squeak in, because I think they had some injuries in that department, but um, if he does, I don't think he's going to play, let's, let's say that much, mm. but yeah, it, it is all very, he it's all very, very random man, yeah, yeah. I and he's, he older, he's not as bad that? a player as everyone says. No. I mean he's not, you know, he's not a starter, but it's uh, it will be interesting. Um are you am I right in saying Arsenal 1 0 up, by the way? Oh well
1: done. I will let nice you know
0: I'll let I'll let you know the scorer when I get confirmation. Um yeah, but um it, 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 it's Eddie and Katia, I believe, who scored. He needed that. He needed that um yeah world cup games am i right in saying they're going to be at i think i read somewhere is it two four four seven and nine is that the uk times i think
1: yeah and yeah i I know it's two i think it was two five so yeah i know it's definitely one at two o'clock there's definitely one in the evening um and then there's one at later in the night
0: yeah late late evening kickoffs in the uk what could possibly go wrong in the run-up to (laughs) christmas (laughs) although sharing just a personal story because why not are are either of you well you're both old enough because you're my age uh although danny's 20 years older than me do you remember do you remember uh usa 94 when we had all the kickoffs at like 11 o'clock at night and and probably south korea actually as well was that 2002 i kind of enjoyed that i remember
1: i remember that one more i remember waking up at like five o'clock to watch a game i can not remember which one it was yeah
0: People going to like the pub at seven o'clock in the morning and having a full English and a pint like yeah, watching England Nigeria.
2: Just watching the Arsenal um, goal. Yeah, I, Marquinhos t- gets the ball in our half, runs the length of the pitch, passes it left to Eddie, who just taps it in.
0: So what you mean there is Marquinhos runs the length of the pitch eight times, volleys it over the back of his head, and then Ketia takes it down on the left testicle, does a bicycle kick four times and rifles it into the net from 87 yards. Yeah. Superb goal. Something oh, I love
2: like that. that. They show the highlights uh, on Sky I Sports. Mean, News.
0: Okay. Splendid. I've got the Man City game on uh, on the phone here. So, Aww, But, yeah. Wow. Anywho, well, that's good. Well well done. Well done, us. Um, yeah, but, no, I, I just remember those World Cup games. I remember you. it being quite fun because I was it. <laughs> I was back at school, back in those days, ninety four. So I'd have been what eleven, yeah. And um, I just remember like staying up. In fact, I remember watching it on a portable uh, color TV that you actually had to press the buttons in to change channel. That's how how long ago it was. <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, right, let's just have a, a very brief look ahead. To unless is there anything else? Any of you want to add on Chelsea? As I said, I don't really want to give
1: Aubameyang much um, much more. No, but, yeah. no, we don't give him much, praise, uh, much speaking about it. It was just nice to see him fail. Um, I don't mm. really care. He's not an Arsenal player no more. Like, he's left. He probably won't be a Chelsea player for much longer if they get on Konku. He could be um, a footballer
0: for much longer.
1: Do you know what I mean? Because like, um, Chelsea are really after another striker. So we'll see. Listen, um, like everyone here, I'm just happy that we won. Uh, especially against a team mm. that's, you know, supposed to be a top six, a top four rival, even. Um, and to put mm. another name on the confidence. Them, yeah. Yeah, and just like, doing that and just getting, I think it was really important for us because if Man City had ended up, um, the weekend ahead of us, you would have not heard the end of it. Oh, that's it. They've won the title now. That's it. It's over with. There's no more competition. Mm. The fact that we've still got that two-point buffer to them I think it's very, mm. very important. And we go away to Wolves next, um, sorry, on Sunday, honestly? Um, yeah, it's a
0: 7.45 what, kick-off on Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, weird one.
1: Yeah, though. the only thing I'd be interested in, Chris, and maybe you, this will be a topic to talk about, I will be very interested to see the players that are going to the World Cup. I'll be very interested to see how they mm. play this weekend because no one's going to want to get injured. I mean, poor Mane. Mm. Mane playing for um, Bayern last night. He's injured yeah. and he's now missing the World Cup, um, which oh, is shit. absolutely there, there, devastating. There, there is some
0: talk he is still going to go, apparently. There's some some suggestion that it wasn't quite as bad as first fear, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, so um, I think this weekend, you know, it's a 50-50 challenge and you've been called up to the World Cup. Are you going to go fully into it? Um, you know, I think a yeah. lot of players this weekend, I think I'm not saying that the standard of football is going to be poor this, this weekend, but I don't think mm. the players are going to be playing their heart out. No, that's just my personal well, opinion.
0: Wolves, Wolves' main striker is—he went back to Mexico a month ago, didn't he, to do his own personal rehab, Raúl Jiménez, because he didn't want to risk it. So, I mean, that says it all about them. Um, is it—is it home or away Sunday? It's away. It's away. Okay, so that—that's a tough one because I think City are and home to away. Brentford. I believe, so that you'd expect them to win that game. So, And I know Wolves are not great, et cetera, and so on, but neither was Southampton, and we know how that went. So, well, at least you know. the
2: monster up front is suspended, so we can't yeah, damage always... any of our players. We'd have had to have pressed the Rob
0: Rob Holding protocol button if, if he has been available. <laughs> but,
2: uh, I'm just looking at the World <laughs> yeah. Cup where you mentioned it. The kick-off times, England-Iran, 4 o'clock, um, USA-Wales, 10 o'clock, Wales-Iran, 1 o'clock, England-USA, 10 o'clock. Wales, hang on,
0: Hang England. on, hang on. One ten o'clock. So sorry, give give those in AMs and PMs. So
2: England four PM. this is according to Wikipedia, and I don't know if it automatically um adjusts it for because they know I'm in England in, in England, but it says uh four o'clock, four PM for England, Iran. And yeah. England USA is ten PM and England Wales is also ten, 10 PM. Oh interesting but I don't know okay so what... it doesn't say here UK. oh UTC plus three okay so that would make it, schedule.
0: that
2: make it 1 p.m England Iran and then England USA 7 p.m and then uh, England so, Wales yeah. also 7 p.m
1: yeah so yeah I've just got the got it here it. so it's, so so it's not the first two rounds of matches will kick off at 1 yeah. p.m 4 p.m 7 yeah. p.m and 10 p.m
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: oh, so, 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 so so that's so no, that's their time. So our time it's ten a.m. Oh time. 1 p.m., 4 p.m. and 7 yep. p.m.
0: Um, I'm just
1: looking at the yeah. English so group. 10 a.m. Yeah. So 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 so, p.m. S- and 7 p.m. in the UK. So so e- England, Iran
0: is one PM, uh England, USA seven PM. Um uh Wales, England seven PM. According to this, I think this is UK time. I'm very confused, but I'm willing, yeah. willing to go with what you said there, Carl. <laughs> yeah. There 10
1: three 10 1 PM. 4 p.m., p.m. There, the United three hours ahead of us.
2: Penalty to Brighton.
1: <gasps> yeah. Okay. Okay. So,
0: so yeah, so we, we'll will... penalty to Brighton. Oh dear. So, uh, yeah. So in theory, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to watch most of those well, Brighton our level. That penalty was converted. Um, yeah, so in theory, if yeah, working from home as I do, that will be a small bonus. So happy days. Um, ba, 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 ba. right. Just um sort of brief look ahead to, to walls. Do, do you either of you share my not concerns, but just that I think what you said there, Carl, it's kind of important, isn't it, that we um that we sort of round off the the pre-World Cup situation with a win, isn't it? And just keep that. Keep that little bit of momentum ahead, keep us ahead of Man City because you would expect them to beat And <laughs> Danny Welbeck. Scored the penalty. Um, you would expect Bro- uh, Man City to beat Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth. Yes, it's, no, Brentford. Sorry, Brentford at home. You would expect them to beat them. So it's, it is kind of important that we get that win. Any concerns, either of you? Carl, start with you.
1: Um, I'm always concerned about Wolves away. I just don't. Individually, they've got some really good players. Uh, collectively, they're mm. a little bit rubbish. I mean, you know. Um, you Neves know, is a player that, not going to lie, I really like. And I really, <laughs> if he would come to Arsenal, I wouldn't be unhappy. Um, I think he's a very, very good player. Um, but Wolves are a little bit away, a little bit of a bogey team. Um, they're not playing very well. Um, mm. They just got a new manager who's not in post, I want to say yet. He's coming in after the World Cup. Um, yeah.
0: So yeah. we. Sh-
1: um, so yeah. Yeah. So you know, on paper, should we beat them? Yes, they're 19th in the league. You know, we should beat them, but the, again, this is the game just before the World Cup. How much, you know, how much our players going to go into it? How much are is parte going to be kind of protecting himself? And I'm not calling these. There any of the players going to the World Cup? I'm not calling their integrity into question at all, but mm. you know, just like anybody, you would be a little bit fearful because you don't want to mess up your chances of going to the World Cup. So yeah. if a player didn't go into 50 50, I totally, I totally understand. I totally do. I don't know if Gareth Jack would ever do that because he's not that guy. Like he's definitely going to do it. um mm. Ramsdale probably knows he's not going to kick a ball when he goes to the World Cup, so you know he's going to play his heart out. Saka, I think he just wants to play no matter what. Martinelli probably deep down knows he won't get much game time as well, but he'll just play anyway. Mm. And I think he's had some um, some doubt was in the Brazilian press, so he's going to want to prove some people wrong. Um, mm. Gabriel um, Jesus is desperate for a goal, so he's going to play his heart out no matter what. And yeah. uh, Gabby at the back, he's probably desperate to prove, show people what they're missing out on. So he's going to want to play his heart as well. Um, so, yeah, I understand that, you know, people got some stuff to prove. But I can kind of understand as well if they didn't play to their best. But I think we have to keep that buffer to Man City. Because if you go into a World Cup break, two points ahead of Man City, that when you come back and then you look at the table and you look at that, you think, wow, like we're still above Man City and then you can mm. go into that West Ham game on new Boxing Day night full of joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a home game, isn't it? With West Ham as well. So yeah. it's a nice way to come back. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that there's a lot of talk in um, uh, listening to the the league app podcast this week. And they were talking about that very subject uh, in terms of the final um programme of League 1 games this weekend and they were saying, you know, don't tune in if you're expecting to see too many classics because we we fully expect a lot of teams to be going quite easy on each other. There's quite a lot of uh, players who represent their countries
2: playing in France at the moment. So you're 22 uh, Steve McManamans just before he joined Real Madrid that season. Twenty two Steve McManamans. Yeah well he, he did, his last season for Liverpool was shit, wasn't it? Because he didn't want oh, to go yeah, 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 into Real yeah.
0: It's like when a player signs somewhere and then leaves six months later. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what uh, what transpires. There, um, I think I said earlier on that the Wolves game was Sunday night. Sorry, it's Saturday night. My apologies. Seven forty-five Saturday night, and then uh, there's two games on Sunday, and then we are done. Um, it's so weird, though, isn't it? This World Cup. Mm. It's so strange that there's all the players are going to ship out, and then they, there's there's no training time. Is it? I, I would. I imagine the England squad joins up on monday is it Or they fly out on monday uh well they must do to get
1: acclimatized like
0: yeah and if they kick off on friday that's literally four days isn't it like five if you include the actual day they arrive but when you think yeah you've got to fly over there get yourself unpacked it's it's like when you go on holiday isn't it like you don't really count the (laughs) suitcase out yeah you don't count
1: sorry go on chris
0: No, no, I was just going to say you don't count the first day because you're travelling there and you don't really count the last day because you're travelling back. It's all the days in between. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing is we don't need to talk... We Players don't need to get fit per se because Mm, they should be fit. I think it's just literally just about tactics. Like, you're surely... As soon as you get there, all you're working on is tactics, not about getting fit. Because even in the summer, you know, you have that little break, like maybe two weeks and then you go to the World Cup. These players should be Mm. totally fit. So... Gareth Southgate shouldn't be working on fitness. He should be working on acclimatisation for the weather because players in England, they're leaving, what are we now, 13, 14 degrees, and then you're going into Mm. uh, a country that's going to be 25, 26, 27. You need to acclimatise. You have to. Especially if we're going to be running around for 90 minutes. Um, So he should just be working on tactical setups and things like that. But this mm. is Gareth Southgate. Who the fuck knows what he's going to do? Um, to be <laughs> he honest, to be but, um, a better manager. <laughs> yeah. So what? that in that sense, it should be kind of easy. Um, but I still think it's going to be a shock for players. Mm. I mean, you think majority of the people going to World Cup are playing in Europe. The whole of Europe right now mm. is, you know, cold. It's winter. So going to go mm. into then go into. You know um, a country where it's going to be 26, 27, 28 ish. It's hard. It really is going to be very hard for players.
0: I feel like we might have a, I still feel like there might be a bit of a bit of COVID around as well. If you think about I mean, it's like it's kind of a breeding ground, isn't it, for going from, from cold to hot straight away. I, I wonder if that might be something that might crop up as well. So, Or the
2: other way around,
0: all the other way around, yeah, yeah, bringing it back with them, yeah, because it's, well, you it's not very... going to. Not the World wait.
2: Cup, the World Cup final is on December the eighteenth. The third place playoff is December the seventeenth, mm. and then six days after, uh, eight days after that, you're back playing football. Yeah. So how many teams are going to have their star players even knackered or not playing, not able to Ooh. play because they've been playing in the uh, a week or ten days before over there, and you have got to, look, to come back from from being over there, and, and you're still going to be training every day. And then mm. you've got the ones over here. I mean, it'd be like a pre-season where you're not training as much. So it's going to be, you, you get the first few weeks in January, it's going to be chaos. Chris has been unplugged again. Not, not <laughs> like MTV used to, but it's just a, it's <laughs> AVW unplugged. <laughs> having, <laughs> having cat issues. Come on, come on, come on, come on, get down, get down. Come on, Loki, behave yourself, son. Get
0: down. Um, yes. No, I, I, I do, yeah, I do, I've, I'm sure when it gets going, like anyone, I'll, I'll watch all the games and, you know, it will be quote-unquote exciting. But there's just a part of me that sort of dies inside that thought. It's just not the same, is it? You know, a proper... It will never happen we, again.
2: No. And, well, it's FIFA, so, I mean... Well, someone, <laughs> asking, <laughs> to someone, they said that Saudi Arabia are, are going for the one after next. They're, they're playing and They, they bribed their way into this one. See, all... Um, uh set blatter and platini and infantino they're all pointing the fingers at each other and going, oh no it was your fault it's like the spider-man thing isn't it they're all pointing yeah. at each other <laughs> yeah
0: i'm quite looking forward to that netflix documentary's come out today so isn't it? about the corrupt. yeah i can't film. wait to watch that looking forward to watching that but yeah that. It, it does i mean we all know did, did either of you have an opinion i would going a bit off piece here but quite weak what can you do that's unlike us i know who'd have thought <laughs> not <laughs> me um did either of you have an opinion on the Gary Neville situation this week? Because, that, that, obviously, we knew... I mean, David Beckham kind of sold out, didn't he, and, and went on the branding. Surprise. that. I, yeah, but, I mean, I don't blame the guy. Like, it's That's money. A, so, it,
1: I... My only issue... Like, Gary Neville, as a pundit, I absolutely hate him, but he, he's, he does it on purpose because... You know, if you, it's like all these people that go and talk sport. If you say Mm. something outrageous, you get more hits and clicks. So, Jamie Ahara, yeah, like Mm. and Jermaine Pennant now jumping on that bandwagon because clearly (laughs) he wants to be relevant again. Yeah, Um, relevant full stop. Yeah. So for me, like Gary Neville was probably one of the only people who brings up ethical issues. You know, when there is like racism in football, he brought that up. Mm. Um, He's one of the only people to actually bring it up. So I commend him for that. But then at the same time. He he does stupid things like he'll talk about racism and football, and that's fine, like brilliant. And then he'll go and take Saudi money and fly off to, um, to do stuff like this. Like you you say that his political views kind of align with mine a little bit. of Everyone else, but like I don't understand how you can bang the boat about human rights, um, blah blah blah. It's wrong. But then as soon as someone flushes, he's probably getting 150, 200 grand. You no, know, mm. let's be honest, with any but most of us turn that down for our beliefs. You know, yeah. everyone's this is a definition of everybody's got a price. Absolutely mm. everybody has a price.
2: And ours and isn't much.
1: No, ours is <laughs> no. not. If
0: anyone wants to send me over, I'm still available.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like for me. Don't be banging the drum talking about, yeah. oh, they've got issues and the World Cup should never have gone there and blah, rah, rah, blah, blah, blah. And then at the first sign of someone ways to check at you, you go jump ship. Like you mm. can't have it both ways. And mm. for me, he did. So he's working for BN Sports, I want to say, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. The Richard Hughes channel. They are literally going to tell him what he can and can't say. So, When you talk, he's not gonna be able to mention human rights when he's commentating for them, and he's just saying he's gonna mention it. I guarantee you that's gonna be in his contract. Don't talk about that because who are being sports owned by? Mm -hmm. There you go. So, yeah, there you go. So, he's not gonna be able to say stuff like that. He's not gonna say anything controversial at all. So, Mm. you can't have you can't be waving the white flag or the white night flag, putting on your white hat and saying, oh, I'm the champion for this, that and the other, and then taking their money. If you really want to take a stance, don't go. Or just shut your mouth and just take the money and go. Like, if he just took the money and then not mentioned about all the human rights stuff, no one would bat an eyelid. No one. But Mm. he's shutting off his mouth, so that's my only issue. But do you know what? Like you said, everyone's got a price. More power to him. If someone's going to pay him 150, 200 grand to go out there, I'm sure all of us would be doing exactly the kind of same thing. Let's be very honest.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of people can't win. And and listen, I'm, I'm not going to go on, you know, a, a sort of a rant about any anything to do with that's this fair. because, well, I mean, for, for, yeah, that's very good from procrastinating Womble. Um, yeah. So for, for out what he's put. Gary Neville understanding ethics is tantamount to a dog negotiating the concept of Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just, for, for me, I just, feel that if if you really believe or if it really affects you etc then and you choose to not watch it and you choose to be no part of it then a full respect to you I love football so I'm gonna watch the tournament am I being completely honest hand on heart am I going to be thinking about the questionable um I was gonna say the word antics it feels a bit wrong to say that the questionable human rights standards and um uh, you know Sort of views of that country whilst I'm watching the World Cup. No, I'm not. Like, and that's just me being honest. That doesn't mean I don't. That doesn't mean I agree with it. It doesn't mean I think it's acceptable to throw homosexuals in jail or you know kill migrant workers or whatever. Of course, I don't. It's absolutely horrendous. But the facts are, it's it's not something that I'm going to be thinking about because it's not something that directly affects me at the moment and i appreciate that's not the way to look at things but it's just kind of how it is um and i'm not going to just sit here and say i'm not going to watch football because of how i feel i i don't know i, I just don't think you can win and i f- i feel like the bigger problem with this whole world cup is is the fifa situation is the fact that this is blatantly a corrupt organization it, allegedly and um, and it was very mm. much in my mind anyway personally i feel like they bought this I just I just do. I feel like this was a bought World Cup, very much rigged, allegedly. Um, and this is probably going to be a one off until 10, 5, 10, 20 years time. When, as you say, Saudi Arabia or Bahrain or one of the other countries decide that they want to go. Um, and that's just the way it is. But, yeah, obviously, if anyone who's been affected by what's gone on over there. And indeed, one thing I would would say, all joking aside, if somebody said to me, Chris, you got two weeks off work. Here's a ticket. Fancy it. I'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> there is nothing that would get me over there as much okay. as I'm sure it is a beautiful country. And, and, you know, I'm sure the weather's lovely, et cetera. I, you just know that there is going to be, something's going to go down, isn't it? Um, and I suppose the, the concern I would have, especially with, you know, it's not just England fans. There's plenty of very much dickhead French fans, Spanish fans, et cetera, yeah. but you know that something is going to go wrong somewhere um, and I suspect that a lot of what could happen with the, um, you know, policing, et cetera, over there, I think it's going to be very cleverly brushed under the carpet. Yeah. Uh, and I suspect that, you know, even if something does horrendous, something horrendous does happen, um, you know, and there is like a couple caught kissing in the ground or something, you're not yeah. going to hear about it. You might hear about it in six months time when, you know, so-and-so's little Uh, boyfriend or partner didn't come home and that's the bit that is horrendous um so if i'm advising anybody just sit at home watch it you know from the tv um you don't have to feel bad about watching it you can feel uncomfortable about what's going on there but ultimately i'm not paid to uh to change the circumstances um
1: so there you go and even if you are going out there i think just respect the country just be lot. sensible yeah be exactly sensible. come home like go and watch your football and come home mm. there's going to be people who are going to want to take a start and want to show out and white nights yeah yeah and do something silly and you know you know there's people planning to do something silly i would just say just think about it because this is not a country to mess with no you no, they will not. they've told you already they've already told you If you do something silly, you're going to jail and these Mm. people will put you in jail. And as much as you see all the niceness uh, about where it is, their gels are not like ours. You ain't getting no. a PlayStation 4-in jail. You're not getting <laughs> three square meals a day. Like, you're getting... You're probably not getting of... a lawyer, let alone... <laughs> yeah, like, you're not, You're getting probably one bowl of rice a day. And this is not me being rude. This is being real honest. you are probably be lucky if you of get your own corner to shit in. And some... Yeah, mm. so, like, just, you know, just be sensible people if you're going out there and come home safe. Like we all want to go out and watch the spectacle of football, no matter who you support, whether it be mm. Spain, France, England, whoever, mm. go
0: and watch
1: football and come home.
0: And it is exactly right. And it is just a game at the end of the day. If your team gets shafted and you go out in the first round because of a dodgy penalty or whatever, suck it up, come home, you know, don't, don't go out and cause a bloody stink. Um, and unfortunately uh, it's the biggest cliche in the world, but it is always a small minority. That ruin it for others and um, I just hope, particularly that England-USA game, I, I have some concerns over and possibly the England-Wales game. The Welsh are usually pretty good abroad but I don't know, something about that game just makes me worry a little the bit from, from home.
2: It's going to be a nightmare for
0: there's that as well and then there's the political side of USA-Iran as well, that's, that's going to
1: be interesting. Well, USA-Iran, US- um, England-Iran yeah you know
0: it's quite the group isn't it but anywho we'll uh we'll cross that bridge when we come to it um we haven't got too many questions i think we've only got one in the styled box so if anybody has got any questions we've got five ten minutes or so of course
1: you're for you chris and Danny. Hmm. so if you had to go on the limb now and chris you can't pick france France. Right, so just on the limb who's gonna win the world cup quickly argentina okay and you daniel Brazil, Argentina haven't got a fucking <laughs> chance. They've only got Britain. one
2: player. Oh, I don't, exactly uh, chances, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know about that. And that one player is pretty good, to be fair, and he's playing quite well. So, uh, one, all I will. Who, who do you think, Carl? Let's ask you the same.
1: So, I'm really torn because I honestly think because this World Cup is so crazy, and if if they had Mane, mm. I would have said. Yes, I would have I would have gone for an African country. Um mm. or even You're a going Ghana, down the same
0: lines as I am. I and think, I yeah.
1: really and I really would. So I think I think Brazil have got a very good chance. But then I also really do think like a Ghana um have mm. got a really good chance. Belgium.
0: No, nah, uh, Belgium, kind of Belgium with the spurs the of they. international football Canada? They're just no, although I think Canada might go further than some expect. Do you know what this is a complete wild card? Um but I, I've got a feeling Denmark might go far. I don't know why. I just have a I, I feel like if there was ever a World Cup where a nation that isn't one of the big three or four can win it, I feel like this is the one. Um the Germans and the Spanish are being very cleverly not mentioned at all which leads me to think that they'll probably do quite well because nobody's mentioning them portugal you know, it's ronaldo's last stand i don't know what that really means but it could mean something <laughs> <laughs> they're notoriously hard to beat um I, I don't know i just feel i i just I, I feel like argentina and brazil if nothing else because they're very well acclimatized to those sort of circumstances of the temperature well, and i've and got that. a
2: question about that mm. um uh, is there it, normally if you if it's in Brazil or um, a country below the equator, as long as it's not Argentina because that's freezing, then um, African and South American teams will do well because of the hot weather. But mm. every single game is going to be played indoors, isn't it? In in air conditioned stadium. So air
0: conditioned, yeah, but it's still yeah.
2: humidity, isn't there? So I mean, it's oh, well, doesn't the air conditioning get rid of some of the humidity? S- some, but I don't think. But who's, who's the temperature in the stadiums going to be given the advantage to when Saudi mm. play uh, when um, Qatar plays someone? Are they, are they, I don't know who they're playing, but when are they going to accidentally pump the 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 um, temperature? said the volume, pump the, the uh, temperature up in the stadium. But I mean, look, you got Qatar, Ecuador, you got Qatar, hmm. Senegal, but then you got Qatar, Netherlands. All you have to do is pump the volume at the uh, the There's temperature up to thirty forty degrees there's another one the Netherlands by the way that's
0: another country that nobody's oh, talking no about they yeah talking,
1: Greece. I think you're probably talking Senegal and Holland um, going through from that group
0: right? yeah um, yeah I think so
1: other yeah. than
0: Mathis <laughs> who's going to score goals for, for yeah but you say well Cody Gakpo's in pretty decent Nick isn't he and they've got a few I don't know, I don't yeah, think they've don't know, announced the squad he's...
2: yet but if yeah, but he shits the bedroom and if he plays anyone at half decent Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, and and as for the temperature thing, the one caveat I'd say to that is they're only air-conditioned matches. They'll be out there training in high temperatures, oh. aren't they? So, yeah, you, know, I mean, you, you saw what happened with Spurs, to you? They, when they had to run three lengths of the pitch in South in South Korea in in the summer. I mean, all the English boys were fucked. <laughs> I
1: mean, I don't I know. I, I, it might.
0: Yeah, and it might make no difference at all. It might make. I I feel like this is going to be like you said. This it's one of those World Cups that it's going to come down to a huge slice of luck. Who wins it in terms of like who just happen? I, th- I feel like it's going to be the team that are most balanced, that are able to rotate, that have the most balanced squad, that are able to to you know to win key games at key times. But and I think it will also depend on halftime. By the way, Arsenal won one. Um, I feel like it will be. I just feel like you'll see a team that will get through the group stage, and will and come out of nowhere, and they could be a team that mm. go far. And, and genuinely, I haven't looked at the at the standings of the groups and how they all work and who could draw who. I think I'm right in saying France could get England in the second round. I think I'm right in saying yeah,
1: that's correct.
0: Uh, and I think so Would Am I right in saying Brazil could draw Argentina in the semis? I think I read that somewhere. No. So idea. I mean,
2: it's Didn't go that far. Mm,
1: so I mean, Come. No, no, you keep no. Keep leaving
2: no. gaps. No, sorry, that was me, Daniel. Ah, uh, would it help having cut for countries that have um, players of African or South American heritage playing for them, because they're going to be able to deal with the weather better? Because then you you got to look at the likes of Germany, and I was just looking—you got Naby there, who who mm. is a magnificent player, and uh, Leroy Sané, another one who, who's a magnificent player. Are they going to have an advantage if you've got a load of Brazilians? Not a load of Brazilians in your bloody team. No, um, <laughs> naturalised players. Because, you know, I, I've not even looked at the Qatar squad, but I'd imagine very few of the Qatar squad are actually... Are actually from Qatar. <laughs> yeah. from Qatar. They're all yeah. going to be well, from na- Brazil. <laughs> well, nowadays, you don't even have to be
0: born in the country you play for, do you? So, I mean, you can, like, well, literally Terry be Butcher any... Terry Butcher was
2: born in Singapore. Yeah. Johnny Dorigo been... was
0: Australian. Yeah, John Aldridge, remember? Yeah, and there's a few.
2: Oh, I'm um, just yeah. looking here. There's a every Rice, single of one of the Qatari squad that the current squad are all playing in Qatar. Mm. But I don't recognize well, a single name.
0: But then, realistically, I mean, barring the South Africa miracle, are they are they really going to get out of the group? Probably not. I mean, I don't think I think they're fodder, aren't they? I I don't know. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing—it's just weird. So usually, when you have a summer, you, normal World Cup in the summer, you finish the Premier League season. You know, you you applaud or you cry into your tea for the, what season you just had, and then you gear up, don't you? You read all the blogs, you get on all the podcasts, everything. I sort of feel like I, I genuinely, hand on heart, if you said to me, name three of the groups, I couldn't. Like, I know the France group, I know the England group. I, I haven't got a bloody clue who's in what group until I sit down and look at it. So, I mean, uh I don't know. It just feels a bit weird. Um, and
2: Nigeria there as well. This
0: that they, they did they qualify? They didn't qualify. No, did they, they never no. It's a shame.
2: Um, but yeah, I, looking... I mean the the um, Qatari side. They got a Portuguese bloke. They have got uh, some Iraqis. They got uh, someone. From, I think it was Senegal that I, I looked at. Um, mm. Someone from Bahrain. So they're, they're not at all like I thought they would. But there's someone from France. hm mm. Um. And I guess yeah. the bigger question about
0: all of this is who's going to be the next Hamas Rodriguez, the, the guy that scores the um, worldie the who one. gets signed by, you know, by Chelsea for 740
1: million
0: only to, <laughs> only to end up in like League 2 next season as a backup fullback or something. It, yeah, because you know there's going to be one of those, don't you? Do you remember Shabalala, the South African dude? Yeah. He scored, yeah, and he went to Nottingham Forest, I think. I don't even know where he plays now. Yeah, that, that didn't work out, but Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll have to see.
1: Um, but yeah. As long as Arsenal players come back fit, um, that's all um, I'm...
0: I was just going to say, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from seeing France go far potentially and England massively cocking it up, I don't really care as long as the Arsenal boys come back fit. And, you know, uh, one thing that would be quite interesting is if, uh, this is purely from my interests here, but, um, You've got three players at PSG. One place for France. One place for, for Brazil. One place for Argentina. That could be a really fun dressing room, depending on what happens in potential finals or semi-finals. But uh, hey ho! And um, formerly is actually just put in the chat there about Japan. Um, interesting, by the way. And have not had no idea that you were from Japan, Nosa. So thank you for sharing that information. They're they're a nation that I always find them really fun. The Japanese. Um, I used to quite enjoy watching South Korea, but less so now for Spurs-related reasons. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Japan upset the Applecart and come out of that group because I think they're in, yeah in with Spain and Germany. So yeah, do we even know if Tomiyasu's going fit or is he going? I know he's been selected, but is he actually still injured? Or I didn't hear anything else about that injury. That yeah, you he haven't
1: really heard have anything.
0: No, so hopefully it's just a knock. Um, but yeah. We shall see. Okay. Um the only two questions I think we had were oh so Jim Eves asked on um uh thoughts on Gary Neville saying we will not finish in the top four. I didn't see this, I must admit.
2: Um it's surely that's bait, isn't it? Surely.
1: Where's uh, Andrew Darren
2: gone? He's not he doesn't do drive time on um on Talk Sport anymore. He it probably, is, probably works for B. Well, it's a gold thingy and Darren Bent, called Manchester Rovers legend. God knows then. But I
0: I didn't hear Gary Neville say this. It surprises me. I'd like to know the context behind it. I don't know whether it's just a flippant remark or... Because I I genuinely, hand on heart, I don't see three clubs better than us. Sorry, four clubs better than us this season. Um, As much as I want Liverpool to be a finished club, you know that they're going to go on some sort of run post-World Cup. That mm. lot down the road will go on a run and inevitably bottle it as usual. Um, Man United, that Villa result aside, and well done, you know, Emery for that, by the way. Uh, you, you know that they'll be up and around it. Chelsea can't be shit forever. Um, although I have to say, Potter's—he's already under fire, isn't he? Which is hilarious. And then Man City, we—I think we all accept—are probably going to win the league. So I, I just don't see that there's four clubs better than us. So I feel like that's bait. That comment. But um the only other question, maybe we'll finish on this one, was from Boytendio, Um and he said, I'm asking as many places I'll find the answer. Would you have Jesus and Erdegaard or Jesus and another striker, not Haaland? <laughs> um I I personally agree with what we've got. Either of you have any different thoughts on that? Uh
2: I guess what he's saying
0: is, would you have the striker at the ex- at the expense of Erdegaard? Because I would have another striker with Erdegaard. I, I take Odegaard his point that we growing. aren't sure.
2: He's still growing into that position, isn't he? He's uh, he, he's mm. not magnificent game after game, but that is the kind of position where you he's, what, is he, he's 23, something like that?
0: Yeah. so no, he's, he's still very he's not, young, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's not going to be um, the the Dennis Bergkamp, which we all want him to be in that kind of position that's going to mm. take him years to do that, but he's playing mm. regularly. He's, he's getting assists. He's getting involved, but it does give him a little rice smile when um, you see something needs to be done. And uh, Xhaka is the one organizing everything. And Xhaka's doing the team talks and mm. we know he's the captain on there.
0: Yeah. And it, and it makes sense to give it to Odegaard for longevity, just in terms of silly things like the branding and the, you know, the interviews and the sort of building a younger player up. And yeah, I mean, it, I do get it. Um, And, yeah, Carl, would you... The the weird thing is I I was watching 36-year-old Olivier Giroud, Scorpion, kick the winner for AC Milan last week and whipping his shirt off only to be sent off. uh, 2002. (laughs) Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the Champions League as well. And to be fair, Olivier, if I had that that set of muscles, I'd whip my shirt off after every goal as well, mate. Fair play to you. Um, But I watched that game thinking to myself, cool. I'd kill for it if you're back at Arsenal right now, um, but yeah, would would you? Are you a bit like me where you'd you'd rather not say you wouldn't want Edigar, but you'd love to have somebody as well as Jesus and Eddie, just another another option, a different type of striker?
1: Yeah, I think we spoke about this last time I was on the pod. I want a striker who's tall, so um. that if the ball into feet is not working. The get the crossing, not just long balls, but even that might work. You know, hit up to the big man; he can control it, knock it onto the little man. I don't think there's anyone in our squad at the moment who can kind of do that. So, mm. I like something different. But you know, Martin Odegaard, like Danny said, you know, he, Martin Odegaard's not brilliant every game. There are some games he totally goes missing, um, mm. and you know, he sort just want more from him. And then there's some games where he's just absolutely brilliant. But, you know, mm. I know this is not an excuse we can use all the time. He's young, he, and he is. And he's going to grow into that position. He's going to get better. And then when he does get better and when he has a total understanding of um, how Gabriel Jesus plays, because um, I think the partnership with him and Saka is really good, once he mm. gets an understanding of, you know, um, how the rest of the team play, and once they click, it's going to be brilliant.
0: Yeah yeah i completely agree with that
1: um i've got
0: one last question that i've just been reminded of by seeing something in the chat that i was going to mention um and i'm gonna just before i ask this question i'm gonna say off the bat i like the person that's done this um i know danny's not as big a fan but i like the person who's done this and this is not a slight at anybody doing their job which is journalism um I'll ask you, Carl, first, because I suspect Danny would just say, don't care. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> going to ask <laughs> Carl. The The interview that, that James Gunnerblog did with AFTV in the week, um, I feel like some people are, are hiding away from this a little bit. It caused a lot of, a lot, I think it's the first time this season the Arsenal fan base has been divided. But it it did cause quite a lot of discussion on, the the artist formerly known as Twitter this week I just wonder what you what your take on this was because I like I say I, I I've never met James but I, I you know I quite like his work with Andrew on on last blog and you know going bloggers I I still think the athletic is a little bit I think it thumbs its nose to people I still think it's a little bit um highbrow I don't think I don't think it's worthy of a subscription. Let's put it that way. That's just my views. But what did you make of the article? I mean, did did you feel that it, that it was fair? Did, do you subscribe to the idea that we should sort of just say bygones be bygones, or do you sit more in the camp of well, actually, they did have, let's put it politely, some very shady characters, and let's let's not forget they basically divided this fan base off their own back. They chose to do that, they chose the toxicity. Um, they made no attempt to, to make it a positive channel. Did you, did you sort of, did you care even? Did it did it raise any eyebrows when you saw that?
1: <clears throat> I okay, I'm gonna try my angle. time is very, very short. Um, I don't care. Um, but wow. for me, it was a bit of a puff piece. A- 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 TV Arsenal fan TV, whatever we're going to call them, made their name of the reaction videos of two to three characters. You know, in the time when Arsenal weren't very good um, and the reaction videos and shout out to them, they made, that's how they made their channel big because fans from even different football clubs were running. Every time Arsenal would lose, they'd run to the YouTube and watch air and just hear two of their main characters um, say controversial stuff. And, you know, um, that's how they made their brand. Um, I, for one, I used to watch it and then it got really tired really quickly. And then I stopped because it wasn't, it wasn't funny anymore. They, they You know, just like everyone else wants to see the CD reactions. And then that like, it just wasn't funny anymore. And then you realize that even when we used to win, they'd find something to moan at because people don't like happy. People don't like happy supporters. Happy doesn't get you kits and clicks. Winning, you know, people being happy, joyous, doesn't get you the clicks that you want. People go there for the bad reaction. It's like here, Danny. Danny, when we used to do, like, um, the religious post-game shows, if we hmm. was to lose to, I don't know, a club, our Swansea. views would skyrocket. Our views would be absolutely out of this world. Um, so and because people wanted to hear us rant, they wanted to hear us moan, and they wanted to hear, you know, us just be full of buying. No one gives a fuck now
2: we're top of the league.
1: <laughs> yeah, horribleness. So and for me, you can't that's how you built your brand. Yes, they've got rid of some of their questionable characters. Um and you know, now they're trying to do more of a watch along and um, I think they're different, that branching out into different stuff. They don't really do the, to the best of my knowledge, they don't do the after game reactions. If they do, I don't know because I don't watch the channel. Um, listen, Robbie's made his money off that and he's a very rich man and he's, you know, he was one of the first to do what he does. So I'm gonna, always going to duff my cap at him. Brilliant. The concept of what he done, absolutely brilliant. How you did it, you danced with the devil. You did. He, he definitely did. And... I don't know many people that have a positive word to say about the man. And I'm sure we've all seen the interviews about the other person who's come out of jail and, you know, said some stuff. Don't really gonna get into that. It is what it is. Um for me, I don't care enough about them. Look, they've made their channel, they've done what they're doing, they're trying to rebrand, they're trying to they obviously are trying to rebrand um because you know they're probably losing hits and clicks. I'm sure they probably are. And that puff piece that um, James done for them is going to get them hits and clicks because people are going to inquire. You know what it's about? Mm. Um, it is what is like. I <sighs> do your thing. Just don't do it on the misery of people. And that's mm. how they got big. They did it on the misery of people. And like I said, that like Danny said, we're winning now. So you've got mm. nothing to be miserable now. So now you're trying to be all this, you know, happy, oh, look what we're about. We're, we're brilliant and we're joyous. And so for me, like, living that live, don't really care about them. Um, but don't be a white knight. I think that you're God's gift to, you know, all fan channels. And that's what we should base it on. Because just remember the dirt that you did. Mm. Um, and be accountable. it will come back to haunt you. And, you know, like I said, like... Stories are now coming out about things that have happened. I don't. Like, I'm not, we're not going into it. Don't care. Mm. But you know, this man Robbie has got blood in his hands. Like, Sorry, not in a forest. State. Have just scored. Uh huh. Mm. got blood in his hands. So yeah, he what he is.
0: No, I, I, I think I think you summed that up really well. Actually, um, I the the first two things I thought when I read, well, I didn't read the article, but when I read that it was coming out, my first thought was. Um, this feels very organized by you know like you know like when a politician gets caught being wanked off by a secretary and and he has <laughs> to uh and he has to very quickly put out a story about how he's really looking into you know the budget and looking to make a better world for us all and they they look for positive pr don't they and they pay people to uh tweet certain things it almost felt to me a little bit like a maybe
1: it, yeah the timing of it was very uh, weird especially with yeah. what's happened afterwards mm.
0: and i thought it was quite interesting that and and again this is not a knock on on andrew or, or any of the guys at Ask blog i thought it's quite interesting that that subject was never brought up on the ask cast as well i did wonder if perhaps they might address because i'm sure people would have tweeted questions relating to the article and it wasn't mentioned and do you know what like from i guess from the, the other thought i had was i just thought do you know what James is doing his job. Like if some if somebody said to me, Chris, I, I'm going to pay you 70 grand a year starting tomorrow. You need to follow all the Tottenham's under 21 games. I'd fucking do it
2: because it's a job. Uh, you, you've made you know? a little bit of a haul for money
0: during this show. It's a couple of times you've said that now. <laughs> Mate, I'm skinned. Do like, you know how expensive it is to live these days? But you know
2: what well, I mean? I you know, it, isn't.
0: It, It's a job. I'm sure if our Simon was taken off Arsenal and told to cover Spurs, he would just get on with it. Like, he'd be you know, back here
2: is what he'd be well yeah
0: <laughs> but but sometimes you just do what you do my only thought was if James had a choice about whether to do that article or not personally I probably wouldn't have touched it with a barge pole but I also don't have any like you I don't have any you know a dog in the fight like you Carl I've probably been at games where I've seen the you know the furray f- 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 that goes on Um, when they were recording uh, it divided a lot of people there was a lot of very rough uh, you know opinions being hurled around at that time and they did you know they did build a brand off the back of the negativity and I think it's fair to say spawned other channels of other football clubs who jumped on board that as well Um, but you know as I said before accountability is a big word if you can if you can admit to your mistakes and you can hold yourself accountable um and let's also not forget that you know one of their members is no longer with us um and you can't tell me that some of the things that he went through were not related to some of the abuse that he got um which i think well yeah yeah. there you go so i mean you know in the era that we all focus on mental health a lot i don't care who you are if you're getting whether whether you i know people say well you put yourself in that position we do it every week we put ourselves on camera every week but if you are suddenly being tweeted and your phone is going off a hundred times a day with someone calling you a f jeff and whatever that's gonna make you feel pretty shit about yourself isn't it so you know um i think we have to be a little bit careful about and i think overall both of you would probably agree we're pretty balanced on this show i've said a few things in the past that. Like, I probably regret coming out at the moment. I've done a few rants, but overall, I think we're fairly level headed. And uh, um, I guess the difference is we're not looking to make money off it. So, you know, money talks,
2: money talks. But um, the biggest news we got last season was the emergency pop emergency podcast
1: <laughs>
2: part of ten thousand views oh if we wanted to and then the next one we, d- we didn't do it so it only gets two or three thousand so mm. we, we we know what to do we mm. just don't want to do that and and i think i, mean, Robbie, I think avon Robbie, go on i was just, just gonna say i think avon made a
0: good point as well sky sports news um talk sport always were a bit clickbait i feel like sky sports news are not really a reputable source anymore no. Like, if I want my transfer news or whatever, I, it's gone are the days where I'd leave that on all day. Yeah, mm. Half of their stuff. Look at the look at the Tomiyasu when we signed him and that prick, Carvey. Oh, I don't even know. He's not even a right but He's not even a footballer. <laughs> like, guys, if you if you can't even do your fucking research, don't call yourself a football pundit. You know, don't call yourself a journalist because that would yeah, just that's the most lazy. Now. that's
1: exactly what we were talking about with Gary Neville. Mm. Gary Neville, say, if he did say that like about Arsenal not making top four, because he knows he's mm. going to get a reaction. He knows this. Like he even said yeah. it on when Liverpool played beat Spurs last week. Haha, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah. He said it, oh, Arsenal fans are always on at me. Like, mm. yeah. because he knows, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He says something controversial about one of the best supported clubs um, mm. on Twitter. We are. We're we a I strictly women. have found out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, you know that says it all, and the fact Week that eight. Um, <laughs> the fact that if you say something, it's that like, like you said, talk sport as well, talk sport, and that's the reason why Richard Keys says controversial stuff about Arsenal because mm. we are one of the most supported group, um, supported clubs on Twitter, and mm. you say something wrong about us. The one thing about Arsenal fans. You say something about us, we're coming. We'll for you. come for you. Like <laughs> we may be divided, but you say something about, like an outsider says shit about us, that like, we can say shit about each other. We don't really mm. care. But if you say something yeah. about us and you're from the outside, we're coming for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what 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 you're basically saying, Carl, is we are fucking massive. Um, which <laughs> is uh, yeah, uh no, but I I know I completely agree. And as Deo has said there, it's much easier to make content if you have something to moan about. We aren't adapted to notice bad. We need to notice that what's bad and fix it. For some people, it's bad that Arsenal are coming to the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the only thing I would say, and I'll wrap up at this point, mm. is I think certain pundits, and I'm going to use Mika Richards as, as an example of this. I think I you can him. speak. Yeah, I do. And I was just going to say, I think you can speak a lot of sense and not be controversial and still have a very high standing in the game.
2: All oh, um, right, he's been doing it his entire career yeah exactly and, I mean, and how many he... the other fans uh, say they love Ian Wright and he yeah. even played for it didn't play and I for and him. I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't class right as a, a student of the game really well, like you know he knows his, man. he knows his onions I'm not saying he doesn't oh. know his stuff but he's not like uh you know is one he... of those pundits who's gone into like xg yeah. or whatnot is he? he's not you know he's not, <laughs> he's one of those. not got a folder for the spats. <laughs> no he's, he's just, not Adrian Clark he's talking he, the heart him. Yeah, exactly.
2: So, how um, are you doing getting him on the show, Carl? As he's your mum used to babysit for him or whatever it was? Because, uh, 10 years have been waiting, but uh, Carl, and uh, so far, he's like,
1: a very, very busy man. Like, he, he is. is, yeah, that man's everywhere. I'd argue and, he's busier now than
0: he was when he was playing football.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. really into women's football, which is you know, he's a big advocate for that. And shout out him. And it's his birthday the other day, so, happy it was, so yeah. he's into women's um, football.
0: Yeah, he's a very very, very, very big ambassador of the women's game. Yeah. And he I, and I, I, think, I, I think I'm right in saying he's got a contract with Adidas as well. Oh, Nottingham Forest
2: they're... 2, Tottenham nil. Oh.
1: Jesse Lingard. Haven't <laughs> they got like, a strong squad as well? I'm sure yeah, playing, they've got, like, got a full a... strength forest. squad out oh, there.
2: Great goal. Tremendous. The first goal for Forest ran in down the I... left hand side, curled it top right corner. Danny, Eddie, I... Eddie just did one of those and hit the post. I couldn't care if it went in off Steve Cooper's arse
0: as long as Spurs <laughs> lose I genuinely could not care less um, but yeah just, just before we go should we have a look at Tottenham's team and see how strong because I'm sure somebody tweeted before the game said they've gone full strength let's have a look at what what absolute bottle jobs they've got if, out if
1: Kane's playing then that's that's what I want to hear because... surely they won't
0: have played him surely hang on let's just have a look at this I'll, I'll bring it up I'm, I'm doing it as we speak uh, here we go Tottenham um where is it? Have you got it there? No. Nah. Paris oh, <laughs> Bentacore, Basuma. So, so arguably the goalkeeper and uh, Hoyberg's come off. Hoyberg's come off or come on. He's come off. Bentacor yeah. came on. What so arguably prison. only skip the goalkeeper and maybe Doherty could be deemed as
2: as not first choice, right? Serge Aurier is having a great game. How much did he cost them? And they let him go on a free. <laughs> good, old Sir, good old Serge Aurier.
0: But yeah, that's fucking it. I mean, let, let's not talk too soon, all right? Spurs can, you know, forest, forest are dreadful. Let's not forget that. So, you know, things can change. So let's let's not jinx it. I know you
1: also to go, there were, there were how many times did Spurs go 2 0 down and then come back yeah. to the so Yeah. Just, just ask Marcel. Oh, Renan,
0: Renan, Renan Lodi scored the first goal.
1: Great
2: goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brazilian fullback.
2: Lin, uh, Lingard uh, jumped up, uh, crossed from the left, jumped up, headed it down. Um, and he's uh, been bloody dreadful since he signed for <laughs> as well. So that's quite interesting, awful. isn't it? I'll never yes. forgive him for that dance. They're getting 200 grand a week. You'd pay for him, wouldn't you, Chris? As we figure out, you do anything for money. 200 grand a
0: week? <laughs> I'd pay, pay for him for 20, 200 quid a week. Fuck that. Anyway. It's all rare, Goona. Uh, he was pictured in an Arsenal shirt once upon a time, yes I sat to be called a goon I think it's probably a stretch but it was when we had all the African players he seemed to be quite keen on coming to us when he was at Toulouse I think during uh, the Riziki era like the Nike shirts with the bands around the shirt what was that, 2004,
2: five era? Uh, I was imagining Giroud yeah. wearing that yeah,
0: good times I anyway, I feel like that's as good a time as any to to wrap this shit up um, mm. So that's exactly what we're going to do. So uh, moving forwards, uh, preview show, Danny, before Wolves Friday?
2: I don't know if I can be fucked anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't sum up W, nothing Ooh, ever will. We we will. The enthusiasm is to We get an entire run of a month, and I like to try and get to close to 50,000 views a month. I know AFTV will fart in a milk bottle and put it up there, and they'll get two million <laughs> in the afternoon. But... <laughs> I could do Not that like, if you want yeah, well, I I like to. Talking about the AFT stuff, everyone who's I know who's met Robbie, who's met troops, who has met Lee judges and, and Dan, lovely people. The only person I've ever heard gone, he's a fucking asshole's DT. Mm. And we, well, ABW's never been, uh, had any bad words to say about AFT as, as people. They play the game mm. and fuck me, do they play it well? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah if it, like this month there's no point going out getting up early and doing all that stuff if it's going to be there's only a few games, and no one cares about it. Well, if I feel like it on the day, then I might well, do it. but well, bear yeah. in mind it's a seven forty five kickoff so if you might be you might you might
0: be up in time for for that um so I guess what I'll say then, as is always the case, is if Danny can be fucked, we'll do a preview show if not, don't expect anything um. Are you running the spaces, Carl, on Sun Saturday night? Or no, is a bit late? I'll be
1: at work. Um, You'll be at, so, okay. sadly, no.
0: Cool, cool. So no spaces this week. But we will we will be back. Um I still have to kind of uh finalise details, but I um I am in negotiations with people about a World Cup show. So uh just to give you guys a heads up, you won't be ABW less for the World Cup. We will still be doing stuff. Um, Unfortunately, as much as I would love to do a daily show after all the group games, because you'd get bored.
1: I can't. Be bored. Bored. No, 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 so, no You'd be like, bored. yeah, we'll do it, and then they'll be like, yeah, the one jump? You'd be like, oh, way.
0: fuck this for a game of soldiers. And I've actually got a job now, so you know I've got to do work. But um, we will probably aim to do what I'll say is we'll commit to to the regular one show a week. We may we may do it. Might be a case of look, we might just go live, and that is a beautiful segue for me to remind you to flick the bell for notifications you see why i did there so genius this like, i did my thing and stuff uh but yeah subscribe so basically when we go live you'll know um but the plan is to uh for those of you who are who are around and are old enough to remember uh, i used to host a show called the football hipsters um which was my own kind of standalone <laughs> idea but then we we merged it with abw so we will probably put out some Hipster based uh, podcasts under the guise of ABW throughout the World Cup, so because um, it's not really Arsenal related and Brighton are too much Um so yeah. But um, so look out for that. We, as I say, I don't know when they'll be. Um, they won't be on the, the, the they won't be on the England or France days. I wouldn't have thought because we'll be busy with those. But yeah, we will pop up with a couple of those. And next week's ABW show, uh, whenever we get round to doing it, will probably be a a proper full. Uh, world cup deep dive unless of course we beat wolves 14 nil and we've got lots to talk <laughs> about or in case we lose of course well in that case bring on the views everybody <laughs> <laughs> Ten <laughs> thousand views not... here they come emergency yeah.
2: podcast <coughs> emergency podcast
0: burn it to the ground um but anyway keep an eye on uh on on the socials etc and like i say uh, if you're not subscribed please do and uh also if you could Uh, give us a like. That would be fantastic. Leave a comment if you so choose or if you desire. Um, And, you know, if nothing else, just tweet Danny Abuse. It's it's, it's all fine. It's all fine. Or just tweet tweet Josh and see who he supports this week or what other podcast he's on next week or whatever. Love you, Josh. Right. Uh, Carl, thanks to your mum for making you available and thank you to you for coming
1: on. No worries. She's still not talking to you, by the way. I just texted her and she said, tell Chris I'm still not talking to him.
0: Fair enough. I wouldn't talk to me either, to be fair, but that's fine. Uh Danny, you kind of had to be here because there literally was nobody else but me and Carl. So thank you, as always.
2: Oh, uh, that's all right. And thank you very much to you and Loki for making his podcast debut. Mm, he's yes, still he's... he's now done more shows than Jeff this season. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes, that's very true. He's actually sat behind me. He's curled up behind me. Yeah. Which is quite the place for a cat to sit. Ooh. Anyway, um, thank you to all of you in the chat. Uh, you guys are the real ones. As I've said to you a hundred times before, without you guys, there is literally no point in us doing this because it'd just be a load of waffle. Uh, but it'd be to no one. So thank you very much for all of you who have been in the chat this evening. Uh, you are the real ones. And to all of you listening in delay, thank you as always. We will be back after the Wolves game next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Who knows? It'll be a nice surprise. But until then, uh, good luck to Arsenal for the rest of the evening, although it doesn't appear to be going too well right now. And uh, we'll talk to you after the Wolves Wolves game next week. Stay safe, everybody, and keep it, Arsenal. We'll speak to you very soon.
2: As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it, so when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, Microwave immediately and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.